0: turn one today and uh, remember when we were in having an ultrasound and they looked at her heart and they said there's a spot on her, on her heart. We can't explain it, don't know what it means, with all the technology and all that we have we can't explain it. I remember just praying, Lord take take me and take me on and fix this (laughs) trying to bargain back and forth with God but I remember praying Lord just in your time you handle this have your will have your way and that's the hardest prayer to pray I've learned but I told the Lord I'll give you the glory so I'm here tonight a year later telling you God's good and I thank the Lord for his grace and his mercy and she was born and there's a, the whole time, you hadn't, hadn't had a baby in a while. The way it works these days is you're all hooked up. and they, have, they monitor the baby throughout the whole process. And there's a point in the time of delivery, the baby passes through the pelvis. They monitor the heartbeat the whole time. And right before that baby is delivered, you can't hear nothing. And you hear this heartbeat. Through that process, you hear the, the, well, that's, Mike's dead. I thought I was going to be good. You hear that thump. Fast. And it stops. And your heart breaks in two. Is that your wife on that table? That your child in between, in the fray? But God's good. God's good. No matter what, God's good. So I thank the Lord that we're here a year later. She's full of life and joy and peace and happiness, and y'all know she's full of personality. And uh, and so we, I just thank the Lord. Give Him the glory. Amen. Anybody else have anything? Amen. Turn with me over to the Book of Job, chapter five. Burning on my heart tonight. Just a few. Quick thoughts to you. Job 5. A men's Sunday school class is going to be familiar with Job. But somebody talk about broken pieces. Talk about broken pieces and what God can do. Amen. Job chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. Call now, if there be any that will answer thee, and to which of the saints wilt thou turn? For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety, and they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. "...whose harvest the hungry eateth up, and taketh it even out of the thorns, and the robber swalloweth up their substance. Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground. Yet man is born unto trouble, as the sparks fly upward." Look at this, verse 8, "...I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause." which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Look at this. Verse 10 is our text tonight. Who giveth rain upon the earth and sendeth waters upon the fields. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for sending rain our way today. God, I just pray that you would touch us. I pray that you would bless us in this moment tonight. This crowd that is gathered together, Lord, we thank you for each and every one. We thank you for this Thanksgiving service. We give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so, as I was, uh, I was on my way over to Miss Mabin's funeral yesterday, and uh, this verse came to my mind. And uh, it, we all know we've been lacking rain, amen? I mean, we're behind, bad. And uh, we've been lacking. And uh, I was on my way over, and, and over the past few weeks, I've really noticed how dry things are. I mean, just look at the news. You can see the fires. We're not used to fires like this, amen? Uh, you know, the first one comes up, and the firefighters get excited. Uh, they get done, I see Vance back there smiling. But uh, the firefighters get a little bit excited, at least my brother does. Uh, when you have a fire, as long as nobody in danger, you get to, get to actually do your job. Um, but but it, it gets heartbreaking because... Uh, things happen to people's homes, and people lose their lives, and we see thousands and thousands of acres on fire right now, and that comes from a lack of water. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. we got dry leaves on the ground. Uh, the ground's dry pretty deep. The water table's low. Uh, we had not had any rain, and, and a few weeks ago, well, I guess going back about a month and a half ago, I was going to uh, put some carrots out, plant some carrots, but I knew I wouldn't be able to keep the water on them. And so I'd never planted any carrots for the, this in this fall. And uh, then I was going to plant some garlic, and I uh, got my garlic out, and I was trying to get perfect timing to plant it, but it had been so dry. And I knew uh, a garlic doesn't need too much water, it needs just enough water. And, uh, and if it's dry or if it's too wet, they'll, they'll rot, they won't root, they won't. They'll, they'll do all kinds of things. And so uh, i had this garlic ready, and it was starting to, uh, starting to rot a little bit, and I knew I had to get it in the ground. And I went out to my garden, I went to the, to the wettest part of my garden that I, that I knew of. And I, up, I cut the cloves up and divided the cloves up I set me off a couple rows and I planted my, my, my garlic and I healed them up and I put some straw out on them and I fertilized them and I got them ready. And I started waiting on rain. Now that's been two and a half weeks ago. And God's taught me something about being an expecting Christian. In these past few weeks an expecting Christian Now I've told you the story before and I'll tell you again tonight Uh, my grandparents being farmers going over and sitting at the at the dinner table and when you sit at a dinner table with a faithful farmer they pray for rain Lord would you send us rain you won't uh, you won't hardly hear hear a a farmer complain about rain uh, unless they're trying to get the crop in and it keeps raining but um, but I remember going over my grandparents praying for rain even after uh, they had gotten out of farming uh, some years years later still sit down and lord send us rain send us rain send us rain and i have really been thinking about that and god has been dealing with my heart about that i planted that garlic and and uh, there would be showers not even a shower just spitting rain you know what i'm talking about just just enough to get your windshield wet one swipe of the wipers and it's done and, uh, and, and I'm thinking, Lord, please just, just send us some rain. You know what we need. Your God, my great aunt, uh, she, she, she died this past year, 97-year-old. Uh, she was still faithful working in her garden, but she'd, she'd wear somebody out complaining about the weather. That's God's business. That ain't our business. And God started dealing with me about this rain. And I'm seeing and, and feeling how we need rain, not just for my little, my little garlic patch. But, well, there's, there's acres and acres on fire. There's people's homes and people's lives that stand in the fray and, and are in danger of, of being harmed. And we thank the Lord for his hand protecting those even inside of our church from uh, the, the damage uh, to the home that could have taken place. But the thing about rain, I've heard it today, Sam's heard it today, you've probably heard it today, is we finally got rain, didn't we? And there's already people complaining. I've heard it, I heard it today, I'm like, like to slap your dentures out, what are you thinking? We need rain, 11 inches, I believe short, you know how many, how many days of consecutive rain that's going to take to build that table back up? God's been dealing with me about being an expecting Christian, and you know what? I've had some mist hit me in the face when I've been outside. I've had some mist on my windshield, and God has dealt with me about the dry times And when that mist has been on my windshield, God has been dealing with my heart about being an expecting Christian. In other words, when I see that mist, it's not exactly what I need, but I thank the Lord that it pushes me forward towards what he's going to send me. And that I need to realize is that when it gets dry and it gets dreary and the water table gets down, I need to be looking and expecting for what I know God's going to do. And if we're not looking and expecting for what God's going to do, we will miss the blessing when the blessing comes. Just like today, it rains for 10 minutes and people are like, well, I wouldn't care if it rained another two weeks. I'm going to tell you what, you ain't got nothing in the ground. You ain't got a house 25 feet away from the fire line. You ain't, you ain't got to get up in the middle of the night and go fight this and put this out. You ain't got to worry about your family that's facing the fire. That's the attitude of people, though. People that ain't, that ain't got no, no, the people that are cold to what's going on ain't worried about it. And so being an expecting Christian, Sam and I are standing in here with Brother Ricky before the revival, and that revival's blessed my heart. And I'm glad to hear from you that have, have, have reported that it's blessed your heart. And I, I thank you for that. I'm glad that that, that God's brought a sense of unity and a a blessing to our church through this revival. But he was standing here and and Sam was standing here on a Friday evening before the revival. We were here to pray that God would bless in in the coming week. And he said, I'm going into this thing expecting. And that's what began to deal in my heart is that I started to get down. I started to worry. I started to be anxious about what was going to happen in the week of our revival. I started to worry about, well, is anybody going to show up? How's it going to go? What's going to happen? What's what's going to come up? What kind of problems are going to happen? And I'm going to tell you, there's problems beforehand. There's problems during. There's going to be more problems after because God blessed. But I learned that we need to be expecting rain. And that there are days and there's times where all we get is a little bit of a sprinkle on the windshield. But that's God showing us and telling us that he's still God and that he is going to bring rain one day. My goodness. God's going to do it. God's going to bless. God's going to bring rain. And we drove over here in rain, and I thought, I'll be honest. This message was coming on. I I almost thought, Lord, if you could have just waited and let it rain when we was walking out the door, that would have been so good. See, we're so guilty, though, of wanting it our way. As you imagine? We'd be talking about that for years. I mean, drier than Joel Osteen's prayer life, and then we open the doors. We open the doors, and it's pouring rain. We want things our way. But you know, I got up this morning. I had a migraine. I had a migraine when I got up this morning. And I started hearing the, the water hitting the skylight, and I realized I know why I got a migraine. That weather moving in messes me up. But thank the Lord. If I can just live each and every day expecting. Lord, I'm expecting you to bless. I'm expecting you to do something. Let me tell you something else about yesterday. Yesterday morning, I went to my garlic patch and I fertilized them. And I've had to water them. I put them in the wettest spot I knew in the garden. Knowing that if it rains, cats and dogs... It may rot them to death. They may not turn out to nothing because it's so wet there. But I tilled up that garden, and I was coughing dust for two or three days after I tilled the garden because it was so dry. Tiller dig down, and it was just dry, 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 except for where I planted my garlic. And I go over there, and I'm here I am on the ground, shoveling straw out of the way and dirt out of the way, trying to find a garlic clove. And I finally found one. Now, this garlic has been in the ground for a month, two weeks, three weeks, a month, somewhere, probably three weeks to a month, and it's been dry, hasn't it? Amen, it's been dry. It ain't got no water that, I, that, that God has sent from the sky, but it's been water that's been taken out of the well to the, to the garden. Water we really probably don't have. And Brother Scotty, I found one, and guess what? At the top of that garlic clove, there's a little knot where life is about to sprout out of the top of that garlic clove and you dig down just a little deeper and guess what it's wet God is right in this very moment there may not be rain coming from the sky we might have only gotten a sprinkle on the windshield but God has enough for you in his word in your prayer life in your relationship to him that you can grow in dry times and that when he sends the spit of rain He reminds you that he's God and he's got this under control. He is who giveth rain upon the earth and sendeth waters upon the fields. The God we serve in this dry moment, in this dry time, he's the one who will bless and deliver you when the time comes. He's the one who deep down on the inside of you, if you're a saved Christian, you have peace and hope in a dark world. You know what I did? I covered that back up and I didn't worry about it. Because I knew, Lord, today... That plant has enough for today. Lord, if it don't rain for another week, that plant's got enough because it's in the right spot. It's in the right place. It's protected. It's covered. It's ready. And it's showing signs of life. How many Christians aren't showing signs of life? And they say, well, it hadn't rained. It's just dead and dreary. God's just not, not moved like he used to. A lot of people like that just ain't around is what it is. They just ain't around. People complain about church and they don't come to church. Well, it's not like it used to be. God's not, spirit of God's not moving like, a lot of times it's, it's, it's them. A lot of times it's me. You dig down enough, there's life if we let it grow. Being expecting Christian means I'm growing right now when it's dry. You see why I wanted it to rain when we get done? It's already rained, cats and dogs. But thank the Lord. He delivered that. He delivered us. And I hope it rains for another week. I hope it does. Then, those that are faithful and thank the Lord for the rain, we get tired of it, don't we? God showed me through this that expecting Christians... You expect and expect and expect, and you're faithful in the dry times, and then God sends it to you. But if you ain't careful after long enough, you get tired of the blessing. And then the dry times come back around, and you learn to respect and be thankful for those times when God did send rain. So, what has this got to do with Job? Job's somebody in the dry times and in the rainy times, at all times, he was faithful. And he knew that righteousness and dedication to God would triumph over everything else in this world. Verse number 11, to set up on high those that be low, that those which mourn may be exalted to safety. He disappointed the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise of their own craftiness and the counsel of the froward is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in the night. But he saveth the poor from the sword from their mouth and from the hand of the mighty. So the poor hath hope and iniquity stoppeth her mouth. You're feeling dry right now. Even though the rain's here, maybe that's just me that it's blessed. I think it's blessed some of you. but Maybe you feel dry spiritually right now. First thing i tell you to do is dig down a little bit. What's Where are you planted at? Are you in the right place? Because if you're around dry people, you're going to be dry. If you're in a dry church, you're going to be dry. I don't think you're in a dry church. Spirit just fell down on this place tonight, and I thank the Lord for filling us up. But you're going to be a product of where you planted. The friendship, the entertainment, the relationships, The things you put in your mind, you're going to be a product of those things. Where are you planting? And also, what are you expecting? It's amazing how God preached a message from a little clove of garlic. You say, well, you go to the store and buy it. Y'all ain't ever had German white garlic. You'll smell for weeks, but it's delicious. Took a little bite of it. It was, it was awesome. I'm so excited. I'm expecting something. I'm expecting. I'm excited about it. But I'm also concerned and worried. I, I told Shelby, you can ask her, I told her the other night, I said, I'm worried about the garlic. And I went out there, and guess what? When I uncovered it, and there's a little sprig of life, God preached a message through a clove of garlic to me. If we just expect him to move, that, that garlic had more faith at times than I did. Ah, it's going to die. Guess what? It's expecting some rain. It's sprouting up because it sees the light. Through its eye that God gave it, it sees the light, and it feels the warmth of the light. Through the dirt, through the straw, it ain't getting no rain, but it's expecting some rain, and it's going to be prepared and ready for rain. So what's important, Christian, If we're going to be an expecting Christian and a prepared Christian, ready for God's blessings, that means where we're planted today, if we ain't planted in the right spot, we need to get planted in the right spot. And once we get in the right spot, we're going to be ready and prepared for when the blessing comes. God said something like revival. And sometimes it's to wake up dead plants. And sometimes there's plants that are sprouting up, reaching towards the sky. And they ain't going to be able to do it without rain, but they're making themselves ready to receive the rain. And then God sends the rain. And that's what God dealt with me through garlic. Ain't God good? Ain't God big? I mean, he could preach through anything and everything. Whatever it is. It might be the hood ornament on a Lincoln Town car. It might be a clove of garlic. They want no big city church called on me. I don't fit in the big city. They don't drive town cars anymore. They buy their garlic at Whole Foods. Thank the Lord. That little plant was ready. Making preparations. It hadn't had no rain. Except for the little bit that I gave it. It hadn't had no fertilizer. Except for the little bit I gave it. It hadn't had a little bit, no, no, no protection except for the dirt and the straw I put over it. But I've realized that these things in our life that we cry out to God for, we must make preparations for them. If you don't ever put it in the ground and say, God, it's I'm going to have to give it to you. I may have to water it until you deliver it. I may have to fertilize it until you take care of it. I may have to cover it up and protect it until you come through and move, but I'm going to make preparations. And so often I talk to people that are dealing with hardships and problems in this life, and when you listen to how they have handled it, they've left it to die. Either they've stuck it in the ground and forgot it, or they didn't plan it to begin with. You know what I mean? Stick it in the ground. God, I'm worried about this hardship in my life. Or I'm worried about this relationship. I'm worried about uh, my marriage. I'm worried about my, my children. I'm worried about uh, my job. I'm worried about church. I'm worried about all these things. Stick it to the ground. That's the only way it's going to grow. It's the only way it's going to be delivered. You've got to get your problem today in the right place because the rain's going to come someday. And if you're prepared, it's going to be able to grow. If you ain't, it's going to die. And so often I talk to people about their hardships in life and they ain't done nothing to make preparations for rain. And so it's God who sends rain. It's God who sends deliverance. It's God who, send, God who sends the waters upon the field. It says to set up on high those that be low. Another thing about your hardship today is that God knows where you're at. It's like we, got, we act like we've got to remind God. And I'm guilty of that as anybody else. I'm reporting to you again, Lord. I'm in the valley. Next day, here I am again, Lord. Nothing's changed. He knows. He knows. But I think God looks for us to be making preparations for what he's going to do. Rather than saying, Lord, it's not gotten any better, not gotten any better, not gotten any better, and it's because I haven't made preparations. You see, that garlic plant, I could have ate it as it is, and there'd been none left. I could have let it rot and decay and thrown it out to the woods. But now it's planted, and come next May, June, Late June, July, I'm going to be bringing it in here and it in the back for some of you to take it home. I believe it. God's dealing with me about expecting it to happen. But i got to make preparations for it to happen, for, for when the rain comes, when God sends the rain, when, when God floods the fields with water, that I am where I need to be and prepared and ready. God wants to see us in the hard times and the dry times and the difficult times be where we need to be doing what we need to be doing. Preach Sunday morning. What you should do when others won't. Deal with yourself. Face yourself first. Make your sins right first. Study and pray. Be faithful to church. You know what that looks like to me? I think people that do those things, you can see a sprig of life in them. And even though it's dry and they're going through hard times and they're facing difficulties that I wouldn't want to go through, they're facing some, some stuff that I, I, I've been through and I'm glad I'm done. Or I don't want to ever face. There's a sprig of life in them because they're doing today what they need to be doing. Otherwise, the rain comes and we don't appreciate it. It's just another inconvenience. There's a lot of church people that way. I want to be better. I want to do better. I want to, And then when they walk out the door, it's a fleeting feeling. Everybody that knows the Lord, that you come to church and when people are passionate with testimonies or passionate with songs or, or they, they shed a tear or they raise a hand or, or they stand up and praise the Lord, it puts in any saved believer a desire to go home and read your Bible, a desire to go home and pray, a desire to go home and listen to a message or listen to a Christian song. It puts a desire in us when we see people worshiping in spirit and truth. But how many times have I walked out the door, wanting rain, But I wouldn't make preparations for it. Man, I want what they got. But I'm not willing to do the work to have what they got. The thing is, what they have is not withheld from anybody else. People come into church and they think, well, you're the preacher. You know this, this. I told our grow class. There's nothing in the word of God that will be revealed to me as your pastor that God will not reveal to you. There's no, no private revelation. There's no new revelation. Now, I hear some preachers preach, and I just am like, there's people gifted, there's people blessed with, with things. And, and God, God will show me something that maybe some people don't. I'm preaching about garlic tonight. Some people just don't get it. That's fine. But God won't give to somebody. Something he won't give to you. But it's being planted in the right place when the rain comes. And it's being faithful when it's dry. And it's knowing that it looks dry on the outside. I remember, I I don't know if I've told this story or not. I'm almost done, I promise. I'm just full tonight. I remember my short-lived, y'all didn't know I worked in the pest control business, did you? Zero out of five, would not recommend. <laughs> Had a buddy, Pastor Tommy, he has been here and preached a few times, preached my ordination. He said, man, he said, you come work at Terminex. It's a, it's, a, it's a gravy job. You don't have to. You, don't have, you just, just show up, know what you're supposed to do, do what you're supposed to do, be nice to people, be honest, and God will bless you. And God blessed him. He's, still, he's, a, he's over in management, doing a great job, uh, been promoted, and God's grown him in his career in that, in that field. But it wasn't for me at all. And I did what I was supposed to do I was honest with people, I was nice to people, did all the things, and it wasn't for me. We went to training. In Columbia, South Carolina, we think we got pests up here. You go to Columbia, they got stuff will carry your children off. You get down there and got partnered with this guy, true blue, full blood Pentecostal. Nobody else wanted this guy. A lot of of Christian people, preachers in that field because of the ability to get away here and there, run your schedule you got all these Baptists, and then you got me in this Pentecostal. I don't have nothing against Pentecostals. But he was, he was, he was out there. Went to Hardee's and saw him at Hardy's. Sit down and ate a bite. He said, what are you doing tonight? It was Wednesday night. I said, I'm going to church. He said, really? He said, going to Baptist church? I said, yes, sir. We're in KC, South Carolina. Went to West Park Street Baptist Church. Big, beautiful church. Very kind pastor, nice people. And I mean, there's a little 90-something year old woman got up there and shaking hands held the pulpit and sang about the blood of Jesus Christ. The choir sang. Wednesday night service. Packed house. Preacher gets up and preaches. I mean, just a humdinger. Perfect. It was perfect service. I loved it. God bless. God bless my soul. And we get outside and he's like, I said, man. That was awesome. He's like, there just wasn't enough spirit for me. I'm like, we got somebody's great-grandma up here singing her little blessed heart out. The choir lifting up the Lord in amazing grace. The preacher preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The people hugging and shaking hands and making you feel, what, what else do you, the spirit, there just wasn't enough spirit. got it right here man it's right here but so often we're looking for something more we're looking for something different we're we're, we're looking for rain when god's not uh, uh given rain we're looking for dry weather when god has not anointed dry weather we're looking for 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 something when there's nothing and we're trying to make it rain when god ain't got rain in the forecast it's all in god's time all in his time and you got some people it's goldilocks some people it's too hot i don't like this preacher because he's he just preaches on hell and preaches on sin preach on, I, I i will go somewhere where i'm comfortable my preacher makes me comfortable go ahead it's too hot for me some people it's too cold for me if if somebody hadn't been slapped in the head shambalama, ding dong freed from a wheelchair i mean i'm being serious If something miraculous hadn't happened, it's too cold. He's just dead. We want sometimes what God has not planned for. There's some services I walk out of here and I tell my wife, man, that was a dud. Miss Judy told me I've never preached a dud here. One of my favorite people in this church. Just walk out and I'm like, Man, I saw somebody raising their hand. I saw somebody crying. I I didn't feel that. I'm a preacher. How's that? I mean, I'm supposed to feel something, ain't I? The last thing I'm going to tell you about that garlic is that it's going to be June or July before I pull that stuff out of the ground. And we want something hot. We want something cold. We want some rain. We want some dry weather. We want some this. We want some that right now. We want what we want right now. But there's some things that's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. We can't make God do nothing. So I'm learning. I've never, I've never hosted a revival before. And you see these things happen, and I know what I've seen in revivals. I've been in some real revivals. Real as God's spirit was there, and God really moved, and people really got saved, and people really got changed. I've seen those things. And so when I'm done, I'm like, what's gonna happen? I mean, is it gonna blow up on Sunday morning? Going to blow up on Sunday night, is it gonna blow up on W. We- There's a few services you could feel the devil fighting. There's been a few services since then. You feel the devil fighting. And I'm, I'm learning and realizing that that's because there was a seed planted. That's because there's something in the ground trying to spring up. That's because there's somebody expecting rain. There's somebody that saw the, the, the sprinkling of the water that they, they don't realize it's not going to rain for another two weeks. But God's giving them hope that he's going to send them rain. It's not going to shoot out of the ground today. But six months, a year from now, we're going to be reaping, reaping the harvest. simple stuff tonight but my God my creator he's the one who giveth rain upon the earth in his time whether it be today tomorrow I may float home in the rain that's that's fine but it's in his time and we need it we needed it last week We needed it two weeks ago, but my, how much I appreciate it right now because it was in his time. And his time, his time means that it's going to be right. I want it. It's too hot. If I give you what I got, it's going to be too hot, going to be too cold. When he gives it, it's just right. Amen.